Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in, everyone, to the early line live right here on SportsGrid on a Friday morning. I am Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside. Donnie, how you feeling? Feeling good today, Friday, ready for an action-packed weekend. The Sweet 16, Kevin, in full effect. And if you are a one seed, not a great tournament for you. Certainly not a good Thursday. We had a massive, massive result. I mean, look, four games, all in the Sweet 16. They were all big games. But the Gonzaga Bulldogs, is it Gonzaga's year once again? The answer is no. The Arkansas Razorbacks move on 74-68 as they knock out the number one overall seed. And it seems like it would be a surprise, right, that they're out this early, but not not how they actually played in the tournament themselves, Kevin. First game, 16 seed, struggled in that Mm -hmm. game. Second game, looked like they were going to get bounced. In the third game, they finally did get bounced. And it wasn't for any luck here, Kevin. This was a wire-to-wire win for Arkansas. Mm -hmm. They were the better team last night. No upset needed. Yeah, it was a a moment where they closed that first half out on a 9-0 run. And again, Gonzaga just kind of kept flirting, you know, with, with the fire, and they got a little too hot to the stove. Chet Holmgren fouling out of the basketball game, the only Gonzaga player with a positive plus-minus did not help. College officiating is absolutely hard. They should call NBA refs down for the Final Four uh, if you want to try and up the quality of the product. But and it is what it is. Gonzaga, again, goes down. It's another disappointing season for the Bulldogs. Coach K rolls on, not over just yet. And actually, in fact, Donnie, with their 78-73 win over Texas Tech, Coach K now has 100 wins in the NCAA tournament. That's unbelievable when you think about that. Like, it might be hard enough for some of these coaches to get 100 career wins, regular season and postseason included. Coach K has done it all, and this magical ride now to the Elite Eight. Coach K wants to win it all. Of course he does. Duke fans want to win it all. Of course they do. But I just love the theater of this all. Get Coach K to another Final Four, and I'm pretty sure that CBS and also College Bass will be very happy if Duke makes a run in this tournament because Duke equals ratings. And Duke is also... Pretty good. The best defense in college basketball across the court from them. They scored 78 points, 49 in the second half. Paolo Bencaro, a certain top three pick in this upcoming draft with 22 points in the game. We also saw Villanova once again find themselves in the Elite Eight. Went up against the Michigan Wolverines. And Jay Wright seems to have this program's number 63-55 as they knock out Juwan Howard and his Wolverines. 
63-55 final, which means they covered that spread, Kevin. We talked about it yesterday. Both mm -hmm. of these teams matched up fairly well. Neither team shot well from the field, but look at the difference that we talked about yesterday. Michigan, 50% from the free throw line. Villanova's a team, 83.3%. That's how you put teams away. Make your charity stripe free throws, and the Villanova Wildcats did that. Down the stretch, I was hoping to maybe, you know, they'd send Gillespie to the line, snag a couple free throws, mm -hmm. see if he can come to close to the points prop. Now, they never really got close to getting to the line. Like, they hadn't fouled all game, Michigan. But I was yeah. like, I don't even know if they inbounded to Gillespie. Like, the entire team will make their free throws. And, uh, again, they certainly did a big-time result there for Villanova. And the last one here, listen, it, it was a very close spread but you, a five seed in Houston, 72 to 60, just completely bottle up the Arizona Wildcats, and they're going to move on. They're going to be playing against Villanova, Donnie, a huge result for the Houston Cougars. Yeah, I ended up going with that game with the under, but as you know, like I was, I thought Houston would actually win that basketball game, and they did. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about being oddsmen here and trying to look at just some of these odds. It was pretty clear and apparent there that Houston was going to be in this game at plus one and a half. Welcome in the radio audience here to Sirius XM Channel 159. This is the early line on a Friday. Sweet 16 edition, Donnie Wrightside and Kevin Walsh here. But I loved everything about Houston. It's like, this team is grimy and maybe now, Kevin, getting the respect that they deserve. The thing is, and I'm sure Arizona sits there, I wish you gave them the respect that they deserved before the tournament and put maybe yeah. the best team in the country in at the five seed. They are quite literally now, the, the you know, Houston is the favorite for the national championship and we're booked on the five line from the committee. That is a pathetic job from them. And listen, here's the thing, Bob. You can't, oh, well, what'd you want them to do? They were two in net, two in Ken Palm, two in BPI. I mean, the committee basically just said, we care about nothing. Like, you lost to Memphis twice. Here's the five line. I mean, they should have been no worse than a three. And embarrassing stuff, and it certainly did hurt Arizona. Taking a look at some of the results in the NBA last night. Pascal Siakam led the Toronto Raptors past the Cleveland Cavaliers, 117-104. to Massive ramifications in that Eastern Conference play-in. And also, Donnie, Chris Paul back for the Phoenix Suns, and in fact, uh, that was a big-time uh, boost for them as they beat the Denver Nuggets 140-130. to 130. Yeah, how about that? 17 and 13, just like he never left. And also just appearing back on the court. Usually in the NFL, there's millions and millions of beat writers telling us when these guys are coming back in a time frame. But in the NBA, it's okay. He's ready to go and play tonight. Will there be a minutes restriction on him? Not necessarily 30 minutes last night out of Chris Paul. And as we said, mm -hmm. a 17 and 13. How about who was happy that he came back? I don't know. Devin Booker dropping a 49 yeah. spot last night in celebration. That's a really good Suns team. There's a lot of people on Twitter trying to push Devin, uh, Devin Booker up the window for MVP. No complaints here. No complaints here. This team is going to get almost at 70 wins this season. Lastly, Donnie, Tyreek Hill, who needs in the Chiefs, sign MVS. That wide receiver room's got to be buzzing. Yeah, gave him $30 million. Could have just spent that extra money on Tyreek and kept him in there, made a run at another Super Bowl. Come on, Chiefs. Don't be cheap. Mm -hmm. Nah, MVS, Donnie. I mean, this guy's a rock star. We've never seen him drop key passes from an all-world quarterback. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. Recapping results from the opening round of the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. And you knew that there were going to be big results, right? I mean, one of Arizona or Houston in such a close game was going to be eliminated. Duke potentially was going to see Coach K's career come to an end. And truly, any of those things could have happened. I really think you might have actually had the Gonzaga loss take precedent over K's career ending because we have now done this for a while with Gonzaga. And I have to say, it bothered me yesterday, as many things bother me. When the Gonzaga Bulldogs lost and people said, oh, you know, relax, it's just a basketball game. Oh, this is an indictment on the entire program. Oh, take it easy. Listen, even if you're favored to win a championship doesn't mean it's not easy. Enough. Enough covering for this team. You're a blue blood. You need to win a championship. You keep entering the NCAA tournament as the number one overall seed. You need to win the championship. That's the bar that Gonzaga has set for themselves. They are title or bust that is what the gonzaga bulldogs are and once again donnie gonzaga's season has ended it bust and this doesn't feed into that narrative where it's lazy narrative well west coast conference stinks every year this is what you get no gonzaga's a really good ball club but you're right it's not as if they're entering in like the houston cougars year after year their best seed that they can get is a four or five and you say like hey Really good basketball team, Kevin. But, boy, their pathway to victory is so hard. Coming into this tournament, they were the number one overall seed. The minute I looked at this bracket, I said, this is Gonzaga's year. They're going to walk into the Final Four. They, uh, whether or not you win a championship, you got to win it. In order to win it, you got to get to the Final Four, and that's usually the benchmark. Get to the Final Four, see what happens. They didn't even make it there this time. And it wasn't even supposed to be you know, the way they won, because you see the first game, Georgia State, they struggle. They should have blown them out by 40 points, wire to wire. They didn't. The Memphis game, they were lucky to win that game, and then they get dropped by Arkansas. So this wasn't great performances here from Gonzaga, and I know we've talked about it a few times. This wasn't the most talented Gonzaga team, Kevin, for me, but this was maybe the best chance that Gonzaga will have to win a championship because we were coming into it. Obviously, yeah. the odds on favorite for Gonzaga, but looking at this field going, Man, there is not a 10-bell opponent out here that you are scared of if you're Gonzaga, let alone they didn't even make it to the Elite Eight, which is astounding at this point. 
I don't know where Gonzaga goes from here, but Mark Few's a very good coach. He's going to rebound. He recruits obviously well, and they're going to walk through the WCC each and every year. That's what they do. But for all those Gonzaga haters, this is a big day for them just to say, I told you, this program just plays nobody, and they can't perform on the biggest stage. Look, the reality is, as I did tell people all year, but Donnie, I think you agreed, the Gonzaga numbers were pricing this team like they were last year's group. They weren't last year's group. And that group, by the way, fell short as well. Gonzaga was deserving of the title best team in the country. But as we continue to rock through this season and say, oh my goodness, look at all this parity. Oh my goodness, look at this double-digit list of teams I could give you to win a championship. Gonzaga was still booked like last year's group. They didn't not only not cover a single game, they didn't cover the first half. They gave you nothing, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, if you were betting this team against the number, unless you were trying to find some live numbers. And that obviously crashed and burned here versus Arkansas. They've been a number one seed in the NCAA tournament four of the last five tournaments. It's This is the bar. Like, it's we're not, oh man, hey, what do you want from Kentucky, man? St. Peter's got hot. No. It's a nightmare season. And if people ask if Calipari's on the hot seat, that's how it goes. When the Blue Bloods were constantly missing, or not constantly, but like all of them missed the tournament, I believe it was like two years ago, people were like, what is going on? This is unacceptable. That's not who you are. Gonzaga has to go over the top now. And this loss doesn't feel a product, Donnie, because, oh, they play nobody. No, it's less surprising because, again, they do play people, and they played out of conference, and they showed that they were vulnerable there. St. Mary's confirmed it in the last game of that regular season, and we really haven't even seen Gonzaga play. And in, Because, Donnie, they weren't overwhelmingly impressive in, obviously, the game versus St. Mary's, the build-up to that game, the WCC tournament. They weren't out there covering numbers left, right, and center, which is how you try and judge a Gonzaga team who's playing up against, you know, well, easy, or teams that are much better than them. I'm not saying you're going to fire Mark Few. That's not the point. But Gonzaga's been shifting the program now, not only finding diamonds in the rough, but the number one overall pick, potentially, in Chet Holmgren. Jalen Suggs, a top-five selection, both McDonald's All-Americans, five-star recruits. Mark Few never had those guys. The bar has changed, Donnie, and again, they went under the bar. And you're right. And also, let's keep in mind, like the NCAA tournament, much different than winning a championship in the NBA. And the reason I bring that up is Gonzaga would have a championship or two or maybe more if you got to play a best of three, best of five, or a best of seven. But that's not how it's built here. So I'm, it's just sort of like a, a way out for Gonzaga, which is what I'm trying to say. You go up against, you have to win six straight games against elite competition on neutral courts to win a championship. Now, granted, every single year, Kevin, a championship is crowned here for one of these teams. It's not as if, oh, uh, once every seven years a team gets, no, no, no. Gonzaga has many chances and should have already won some, but this just goes to tell you, like, if you have your off nights here, you're going to get bounced by good basketball teams. And Gonzaga had an off night last night, whether it was foul trouble from Holmgren or just from the line, 75% from the three line. 23.8% from the floor, 37 and a half. And the reason I bring this up is we see Gonzaga come in, I don't know, as the best overall offense in the country, whatever they do works, whether it's inside game, outside game, three-point shot, free throw line, tempo, they do it all. And they were poor last night. And if you're poor in a one-off elimination game, 
chances are you're probably going to get beat. They escaped at round one, escaped at round two. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get out of it in the Sweet 16 round here, and they're going home. Yeah. So if we're talking about from a talent perspective, Gonzaga is as talented as anybody, if not more, in the country. But you got to perform every night because one bad night, like they had against a good ball club in Arkansas, you go home. And and the, the truth of it is, look, I'm not going to tell you that the window has closed on Gonzaga, but just to project out, Donnie, they currently have no recruits from the ESPN Top 100 coming onto campus next year. Not not a single one. There there is one top 20 player named Anthony Black, who's a McDonald's All American, who has yet to make the decision. And again, like. We, rocking in number one overall picks. Jalen Suggs was the number one point guard in the country. Now, maybe Timmy comes back. They can retool and reassess. But again, if Gonzaga wants to be Gonzaga, then th- this is what you need to do. Like Gonzaga might open up as next year's title favorites. Again, that's the bar that they've put there up in the Pacific Northwest, and it's still yet to reach it. On the Razorback sides, though, obviously this group deserves a world of credit, no doubt about it here, Donnie. This team, you know, started out the SEC season looking like they would be lucky to make the NCAA tournament. Boy, they now sit here in the Elite Eight. And, you know, because for Gonzaga, Donnie, some of that box, oh, man, well, if this didn't happen, if this didn't happen. Arkansas's best player shot 9 of 29, and they still got the job done here. Tremendous stuff from the Razorbacks. No, it was, and you're right. We just talked about how Gonzaga struggled. Arkansas still struggled as well. 40% from the floor, mm-hmm. 28% from the three line, and only 64% from the free throw line, and they won this game. Now, this was one where I had Arkansas plus 10. You know, I have a ticket for 80-1 to 1 in my pocket here for Arkansas to win it all, and these are the games I talk about where I struggle to actually watch because if you equate it to the NFL, and we've talked about the Kansas City Chiefs at nauseum this week with the trade with Tyree Kill, Betting against Gonzaga is similar to me like betting against Kansas City. I don't know if I want to watch. I'm sitting here at home, you know, cheering on the Villanova game with not even a single wager and sort of peeking in the corner of the screen like, oh, is Arkansas going to hold on here? Because you saw early in this game, Arkansas was game, but they were down that six-point margin. Like, oh, no, here comes that run from Gonzaga. They're just going to run him out of the gym. And Arkansas closed the end of that first half with a lead. And all of a sudden, you know, you see social media. Oh, no, the avalanche is coming. Here comes Gonzaga batters through the door because there's no way they're going to lose this game. And they did. What a great second half for Arkansas, winning 42-39 to overall, but holding that lead even when it started to get close at the end of the game, coming up with stops, making some free throws, and winning the game. That's a total win for Arkansas here. And they now have a legit chance to win a national championship. Razorbacks on to the Elite Eight. They'll play. The Duke Blue Devils. We'll talk about how Duke got there and the other games that took place yesterday on the board. Next, right here on SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coach K is run Texas Tech Red Raiders, 78-73. Duke covers the game was picked, and it does certainly fly over the total. The only over on yesterday's board, uh, ironically enough, involving the number one defense in the country. You know, Donnie, Duke's been an interesting group. They came out, beat Kentucky on a neutral, right, opening game of the season. They went out and they beat Gonzaga. But then the ACC was viewed as so bad that once this team lost to both UNC and Vodtech, I think people were really chomping at the bit to fade this Duke Blue Devil team. You know, listen, we don't know how these things sometimes click when you fell out of bracket. But for me, all of a sudden, I found myself very in on this group. I, I just think that their best players, it runs deep. And we've seen that in this tournament. Ben Caro has the ability to be the best player on the court, any floor that he's on, certainly here in the college game. But they're getting guys to step up. Mark Williams was fantastic in the second half. Jeremy Roach continues to make big plays. A.J. Griffin knocked down three triples, as we had mentioned on the show, that you know from beyond the arc, he could start to get it going here a little bit. They just have a group done in the entire starting lineup in double digits. Like, this team scored 78 with two points coming off of the bench here. Their front line is absolutely loaded, and they move on to the Elite Eight. Yeah, it's so interesting to see how we look at the NBA a lot different than NCAA, where it's not really so much about Mm -hmm. the bench. Like, you're right, Duke scored 78 points. He got two points off the bench yesterday. But just looking from a Duke perspective overall for me, Coach K, probably the best coach. I mean, you could argue John Wooden. Let's just talk about, you know, modern day, right? Coach K certainly would be it. But when you look at this team and how it fits, Roach is an electric point guard. Can get to the rim anytime he wants. You got Theo John coming off the bench, Wendell Moore Jr. So you have those bigs, which is so hard to get in college basketball. And then you have the guy that's going to be a top five possible lottery pick and Paolo mm-hmm. Bancaro that when you need a bucket, he can go get it. So you have a lot of things in the works and you're right. Sometimes you talk about underlying value where usually in the ACC, if you win the regular season, it's like, man, that is a feat. The ACC by far and away, the best conference in the country. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that. So you're getting some sleeper action on the Duke Blue Devils. And I yesterday told you, I thought the Texas Tech Red Raiders would be the play in this game. First half, they had the lead. Ah, look, I look pretty smart here. That defense will even clamp in harder on the second half with Duke. Not so fast. Duke almost put up a 50 spot against the top defense in the country and had a line of 52% from the floor, mm-hmm. 37% from three-point land, and 88% from the free-throw line. If you're matching up and doing those numbers, that's hard enough to do against the lower-level competition teams, let alone on a neutral court where the stakes are high. And quite frankly, Texas Tech has the number one overall defense, Kevin. Let's keep in mind, they had days to get ready for Duke's offense, view plays, get ready for personnel, and they couldn't stop Duke in the second half. That's a sign of a great basketball team and an even better coach. And that's, you know, and again, like, this isn't all about K. I mean, it is and it isn't, right? Like, I can't sit here, I like Duke because of K. This is, he's destined, it's not about, it's not about, now, to be honest with you, the fact that this was the opportunity to get a hundredth tournament win, I was like, yeah, he's got to be able to get that. 
he has to be able to get the hundredth tournament win. But it's just this is a this is a really good team. This Duke Blue Devil squad here. I'm impressed with what I've seen. They're a three and a half point favorite over the Arkansas Razorbacks in that Elite Eight game that will be taking place on Saturday. We'll see. We'll break that down. I know DRS obviously lined up on a tangy mm. Arkansas ticket. Yeah. I like what Duke brings to the table. I look forward to breaking that down. Let's let's talk Nova, Michigan, Donnie. I, I got to say, I think you look at two teams here, man, and these these two programs feel like groups. You go, hey, look, we'll see in the Sweet 16 year in, year out, but Nova's just hit that, that extra level, right? The, Jay Wright and what they've done with this program here, we saw it on display. I have, I don't think there's a team that I find myself falling in love with more every single time I watch a Villanova game. They, it, it just, it's crisp, and I say that coming off of a game where they shot it under forty percent from the field. They're, they're, they're a joy to watch. They're, they just execute. And again, I know they shot under forty percent from the field this Villanova team gets an eight point win a cover game goes under the listed total impressive stuff as Villanova is back to the elite eight and it doesn't surprise anybody and you quite frankly look at Villanova over the years right you can go all the way back to the mid 80s with Roly Massimino where they you know had that nice upset win in a title over Patrick Ewing and the Georgetown uh Georgetown squad with Patrick Ewing you know John Thompson the John Thompson senior mm -hmm. uh, amazing but it almost feels like how does Villanova get here it's a small institution on the outskirts of Philadelphia, and yet here they are. Usually it's one of those where, hey, let's just make a run here and see what happens every once in a while. Villanova's always there. Jay Wright is an absolutely incredible coach to continue to pull this off because yesterday, if you have a team in the country, talk about Villanova here, that you're going to get into a game and you say there's going to be five minutes to go and this game is going to be tied, I would pick Villanova just about every single time to close this out. It seems like they're always in the right spot, always hitting the clutch shots. They always have a general on the court like Colin Gillespie to say, let's calm things down and get into our sets here. 63-55 is so Villanova it hurts because you saw this mm. game getting close late and you say, how are they going to pull this out? Make your free throws. Get into the right sets. Open jump shots. Correct timeouts here. Don't panic in these moments. And they are a blue blood program, maybe more so than many of the blue bloods out here. Villanova making runs yeah. is consistent here. Looks like they're possibly going to get to another Final Four. Jay Wright, a sensational coach. I can't even say he's under the radar. He's that good. With Coach K dropping out and retiring, you move those pantheons up. Is the best coach in college basketball now? Jay Wright? Can't argue. Yeah, very well could be. Obviously, when he won the two titles in three years, he, he certainly had a claim there. Uh, I think for some people, it could be the two best coaches in college basketball. When Villanova is going to play Houston, Houston's going to be favored in that game at two and a half. Uh, very low total, 128. But, man, give Houston wow. credit. I, I had Arizona going to the championship. My out that I kept saying I thought the most dangerous game for them would be Houston. 72-60 to hold this team, Donnie, down the way that they did to only 60 points is just so, so impressive. No, it really is. It really is at this point here. And the matchups are going to be great. Also, when you're taking a look overall at what could actually happen between these teams, this is what we were talking about, Kevin, when we started and this bracket saying this is the defensive bracket. This is the 1990s SEC bracket where teams struggle to get first downs. And it seems like that's going to play all the way out. It'll be interesting to see because if you're getting into rock fights basically each and every night, 
What happens when you have to open it up? What happens when you play a team that's going to be get after it up and down the court where you're saying to yourself, okay, Villanova's used to winning these slugfests here in the Big East, but if they get a team that's going to push them in tempo, can they adjust? And they certainly can. It's a guard-oriented team that can actually get after it and is very impressive. So if we look at Villanova last night, that's a microcosm of their season. This is when Villanova is at their best here, heading into the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. Because if it's a trust factor, and if you're trying to go back and forth with teams that make sense, Villanova is going to be at the top of the charts when you need a team to execute down the stretch. Because again, when you're looking overall at these games, the one factor that keeps coming up, Kevin, to myself, if you are going to play low-scoring defensive struggles, I need a team that can absolutely put you away, Kevin, from the free throw line, and Villanova does that. Yeah, they, they certainly do. Here's my thing with Houston, though. And again, I, I don't, I hope this isn't taking away from their win, but I need someone from the committee to be interviewed again and hit him down with one of our favorite lines a good old explain yourself. You couldn't mm-hmm. find any number that suggested Houston belonged on the five line. I mean, Donnie. Again, forget Ken Palm, right? They were second in net. Second in net. Top five in BPI. How that could be ignored to have this group not be positioned as a top 16 team is unbelievable. Trust me, these are not sour grapes over Arizona going down. I knew the seating when this all happened. But how, Donnie, because... Gonzaga breaks through the mold, and now they can be booked as, you know, booked on the one line, right? But it feels like, Donnie, if I took that name Gonzaga off and I just told people, here's the resume, they're a mid-major, by the way, they would have put Gonzaga on the three line is what it appears. Houston maybe breaks the mold this year, and now they're going to open up. Next year, the roster's supposed to be better, and they'll just be, you know, preseason favor to be on the one line, whatever it might be. But I just don't understand, Donnie, how there could be that drastic of a disconnect from the committee to a team. Because this Houston run, Donnie, doesn't feel like a miracle. They were a one-point dog to the number two overall seed in the entire field of 68. Yeah, it's almost like they knocked down the American Conference at this point, right? So you're trying to match up and say, well, what do they do well? And typically... The guys that are in the room making these decisions, a lot of them are analytics and computer generated. So it's one of those where you figure they would have loved to put Houston on a two line Mm -hmm. or snuck them into a one line and told you exactly why. Look at these statistics. Here's how they match up. This is why they're on that line. It's almost like they said to themselves, like, we don't even care about what our own computers are telling us. I'm just going to go nationally where the Houston Cougars might not be a big pull and Maybe we want to get them knocked out because the five line is absolutely ridiculous. And also, keep in mind, they had an unbelievably good regular season, Kevin. They also went into Mm -hmm. the conference tournament and won the conference tournament. It wasn't like, oh, they lost their last three games. That's why we put them on the five line and massive injuries. So we don't think they can compete once they get into the field of 64. Nonsense here. Houston is here to stay. If you are a top 10 team offensively and a top 10 team in the country defensively, how many times have I told you this year, Kevin? Mm-hmm. That means you're probably favored on both ends of the court against whoever you play, and you will always have a chance to win if that's the case. And just to, to what Donnie's mentioned there, there are people saying, oh, yeah, they probably didn't think that they could you know, stay afloat with all the injuries. 
Mark Sasser's last game was in 2021. What, I mean, did they turn this? Did they turn off their televisions for the entirety of the 2022? I mean, he played 12 games this year. They showed that they would be fine. Unbelievable stuff. Well, half of the Elite Eight matchups are set inside hour number two. We will preview the remaining Sweet 16 games on the board. But up next, the NFL wide receiver position is quite interesting. We'll break it all down next right here on Sports Game. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back right here on Sports. The NFL right now has a wide receiver situation going on. It appears Devontae Adams is now in Vegas and Tyreek Hill is in Miami. And yesterday, or two days ago, we saw the list of wide receivers sent out that are extension eligible this offseason. And the reality is these guys are aware of the money being handed out to the wide receiver position. Maybe all of them will be paid. Maybe all of them will be paid, but just not by their team that they're currently a part of. I wanted to take, at this, take a look at this list, Donnie. Six wide receivers. Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, and Hunter Renfro. And have a little bit of fun. Speculate a little bit. Because clearly the NFL's offseason is going to continue to provide us a lot. The reality is when you and I turn this thing back on Monday morning while we'll be talking about the you know final four being set, I am sure we'll have one or two big moves in the NFL landscape that we're going to need to break down. So I'll ask you this. Of these six wide receivers... Are there any of them that, without a shadow of a doubt, you say that player will be on their current team? No way that team lets, the, lets their guy leave the building. I, I, I would say, like, Debo Samuel would be a tough one to let go for the San Francisco 49ers because of how involved he is in that offense. Swiss Army Knife, he's basically a running back slash tight end slash slot receiver slash wide receiver. It's amazing to watch. So I would be surprised if he's, if he's going to move on. Uh, the one guy that also, Terry McLaurin for the uh, Washington Commanders, 
I don't think he's going to be moving on. You know, still a young guy in that system. I don't think they would let him go. But having said that, the, the guys on this list, right, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, Hunter Renfro, all good ones here. But you know what is very interesting, Kevin? Even though as we look at those guys eligible for the extensions, there's also a plethora of top-flight wide receivers that have already gotten extensions over the past year and a half to two years that are so far outdated already. And they did an interview yesterday. I believe it was uh, General Manager John Snyder of the Seahawks because they bring him up. Why? Because D.K. Metcalf is on that list of, oh, boy, when his agent picks up the phone and calls me, we are going to hide under our desks because it's going to get dangerous for how much money he's going to ask for, and rightfully so now. Because the reason I bring it up is, if we're looking at the guys eligible now, what about the guys that just signed? You don't, you don't think they're sitting back mm-hmm. on that? Hold on here. My, I, my, even though I signed my contract a year and a half ago, I want new money. I'm only making $11 million when these guys are making 30 a year now. Hey, I'm not asking for 30 but you better get me around that 20 range. This is going to be fascinating to watch because it almost reminds me of like the Oakland Raiders, excuse me, the Vegas Raiders, also in the Miami Dolphins, sort of laughing in the background going, we budgeted for this. We knew it was going to happen. We took the top guys. Now we're going to watch guys mm-hmm. who probably aren't the top guys say, I need to be paid like a top guy. And there is a ripple effect that is going to ricochet all over the NFL. I'm sure a guy like a DeAndre Hopkins will call Arizona. Um, Julio, who doesn't, is not even on a team, will probably mention Devontae and Tyreek's deal to wherever he lands because Julio, truly one of my favorite things every single year, being like, hey, you got to pay me some more money. You got to come on now. You see this guy over there making more money than me. I mean, you know I'm better than him. We agree, right? All right, pay me some more money. And they always they always did. Cooper Cup, Donnie, right? 15 mil a year cap hit watching these other guys go and double up as he's the reigning offensive player of the year, Super Bowl MVP. Certainly they fit the description. The reason I, I focus in on these six, though, Donnie, is at least this group says, hey, well, I mean, what's, I mean it, it's our time. You know, we, you can extend me. Don't tell me I'm not good enough. You know that I am. Look what everybody else is getting. Let's start to figure some things out. And I think to the initial part of who's like, – there is no world in where Kyle Shanahan lets Debo Samuel even answer his phone from any other teams about what could be out there. Far too important to what that team does. Terry McLaurin is an interesting one, but I think Washington's going to make sure that some of these guys are in-house, right? And make sure that, you know, Carson Wentz has a couple of weapons there for him to move on. But there's some others that I'm fascinated by, but probably none more than DK Metcalf. For this reason, I still don't know if Seattle wants to win games this year. And and, everybody wants to win. Lie. Not true. Detroit wanted to lose. They did so successfully. Okay? The Houston Texans wanted to lose. They did so successfully. To, to even enter the DK Metcalf conversation, Donnie, because he is going to want to be extended, I believe, because you can't come in and let Drew Locke tank your numbers. Like, DK Metcalf will be traded or paid or probably what or both, right, if it all pans out. Do you think Seattle is a team that says, no, 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 we can go out there and win double-digit games, or is that group actively tanking? Yeah, fool's gold. There's fool's gold up in Seattle right now. Let me tell you this as a Seattle franchise. They can tell you whatever they want. This team does not expect to win football games. Why? Because they just traded Russell Wilson. 
Like, uh, this isn't Russell Wilson like, hey, man, he's 41 years old, and we're just going to get one last drop out here where we can save it and say, let's get a first-round pick, a second-round pick, anything we can get for him. Like when Donovan McNabb left the foot up the Eagles for Washington. Hey, what did he get, like two twos? We, we knew the guy was on his last legs basically in the NFL. That's not Russell Wilson. So if you're telling me now as a Seattle franchise, you're going, the health of the franchise dependent on us, giving away an MVP Hall of Fame quarterback who's won us a Super Bowl already, and that's going to make us better over the next couple of years, I don't buy it. Because if you're looking at Russell Wilson overall, how many more years do you think he has? I don't know, probably at least five at an all-pro level. So what are you actually doing with Seattle? You're going to sell your fan base on this is the best move possible. And also, when you're looking to win football games, it starts with a quarterback. You don't have one at all. And when you're talking about DK Metcalf, one of the elite wide receivers in the NFL, is we the reason why we're talking here is because he's eligible for an extension. Is it a good football move for you to say, we just traded Russell Wilson, let's go take care of DK Metcalf and make him the highest paid wide receiver in football when we have no shot to win anything? It doesn't make financial sense. It's not healthy for an organization to operate like that. If they were smart, they would hit the great reset. Boy. Our division is really tough. Now's the time to get in, get out, and retool. So when we're on the way up, some of these teams with the salary cap nature of the NFL, they'll be on their way down. Mm -hmm. If you trade DK Metcalf, what can you get? At least a package for what you saw for Tyree Kill and also for Devontae Adams. So why not go with the great reset, Kevin, in Seattle? It makes sense. Here's the thing, man. I I don't think if you're Seattle, you're going to pay this guy record-breaking money and then watch Drew Locke struggle to get in the ball, and you're like, oh, no. We paid this guy for what he could do with Russ. I just don't know if you can really do that if you're Seattle. It puts Metcalf on the market. A.J. Brown's also fascinating because the Tennessee Titans absolutely, unquestionably want to compete for a Super Bowl this year. And in order to do so, they need A.J. Brown. And maybe I'm buying into Twitter too much, but sometimes that's all you got in front of you with today's athlete. And A.J. Brown, every single time they pay a wide receiver, is tweeting about, ha, interesting, what a great day. Ooh, I should say something, I won't say anything. A.J. Brown is not taking a foot onto that field, especially when you think about the way their season came to a close. He puts up five, 142, and a touchdown in a game where Ryan Tannehill kept finding Cincinnati DBs as often as A.J. Brown. He's not stepping a foot onto that field unless they pay him their money in the same way donnie you and i say that the niners will make sure without a shadow of a doubt that they bring back debo samuel does aj brown fit the same description for the tennessee titans 100 percent, absolutely 100 percent, because that offense is a you know fraction of what it can be when he's not playing so if you are the titans and you say to yourself how do we win how do we win the division make a playoff run keep our dominant running game healthy with a good offensive line and one of the best backs in football. How do you make Ryan Tannehill a better quarterback? I don't know. Give him weapons that he needs to succeed, which they tried with Julio Jones, but we all knew he was going to be injured more than more of the time than less. But A.J. Brown also, also from an A.J. Brown perspective, you see him each and every week, Kevin. He usually doesn't practice, I believe it's on Thursdays, for maintenance for his knees here. He knows in the NFL it doesn't last forever. And when his time to strike is right now where the market has never been this hot for wide receivers, he knows that as well. And so do the Titans. So do you think coming into next year where he's eligible for an extension, they go, you know what? 
why don't you hold off another year? That's not going to go over well. And the last thing you want is a wide receiver that says, you know what? I know what I'm worth. I'm going to sit this one out and I'm going to be unhappy. And you can relay that rate to Debo Samuel. You think Kyle Shanahan, that front office is like, you know what? Let's play games with Debo Samuel. And he starts pulling the, I'm not ready for training camp. I'm going to take it easy. I'm not going to be, you can't afford that now. And it's amazing how just in the past few weeks, the wide receiver position has basically turned into quarterback money. Mm -hmm. Now, there are then two guys that we haven't exactly hit just yet, and that'd be Hunter Renfro and Deontay Johnson. Hunter Renfro is very interesting because this is a... It's kind of what the Chiefs did, right? Ah, we got Mahomes, Kelsey, Juju's here. Ah, we'll be fine without Tyreek. But don't you want to win? Don't you want to compete at a high level? You'd be better with Tyreek. In some breath, Donnie, I could say, ah, Vegas, they got Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, McDaniels would draw it up. They'd be fine. I don't got to pay Hunter Renfro unbelievable money. But this team is trying to win the most loaded division maybe in the history of this sport. Do you look at the Vegas Raiders, Donnie, as a team that could potentially penny pitch here and say no thank you to a Hunter Renfro extension? Or maybe they just say, hey, listen, we're going all in. Hunter Renfro let us know the number. We're trying to win at a high level. It feels like they're going to go halfway on this, doesn't it? It really does mm -hmm. because you want to take care of your players. He's a good young football. And I, I still don't understand. Like, I still – like, I, I date back to my days where I look at Hunter Renfro and be like, that should have been me, and I'm nowhere near the athlete that Hunter Renfro is. When he was drafted coming out of college, like, how is this guy ever going to succeed in the NFL, let alone catch 100 passes for over 1,000 yards last year? But we know the Raiders here. They do want to win, and they think they have a team capable of winning. Otherwise, they're not going out and paying Devontae Adams and getting, you know uh, – some good defensive help. So when we look at Hunter Renfro, doesn't it feel like they're going to pick up the phone and be like, now look, we know you're eligible for an extension, and we want to take care of you. But we're not going to break. We can't afford it, and we won't break the bank for you. So there's two ways we can go about this. You can be the good soldier and try to roll the dice and head towards free agency and don't get an extension, or you can get your – 11 million guaranteed every year, like three mm -hmm. years, like, like MVS got there, right? Three years, $30 million guaranteed. Mm -hmm. And then you'll still be in your prime and we can re up you at that point here. It feels like they're going to reach out because I can't imagine you go and pay Devonte Adams that much money, Kevin. And like, okay, let's make a uh, Hunter Renfro a top 15 paid wide receiver. It just doesn't work like that in the NFL. He does deserve more money, but I can see where the Raiders like, well, we just overpaid for one guy. We'll mm -hmm. make you happy, but we can't break the bank where you can retire tomorrow. But the thing is, right, for Hunter Renfro, and this is why, you know, where's the wide receiver coming from? In the same way, DK Metcalf is not going to allow 17 games of Drew Locke to tank his numbers and tank his asking price. I don't know if Hunter Renfro wants to go from where he was the majority option for a lot of the season because of Darren Waller's injury to, oh, I'm, I'm option three by a country mile. I'd be lucky to sniff 100 catches what have I done? And Renfro then starts to push the envelope a little bit more because he knows that if it's not now, it very well could be never. And then there's Deontay Johnson. And I don't see why Deontay Johnson remains on the Pittsburgh Steelers. See, Deontay doesn't have to worry about Trubisky tanking numbers. He got a quarterback upgrade this year. But also, 
I don't really think the Steelers are going to pay Deontay Johnson. They are a mm -hmm. wide receiver factory, and they will gladly add some draft capital, in my yeah. estimation. Only 25 years old, one of the more underrated wide receivers in the sport. Of this group, Deontay Johnson feels like, to me, the most likely to be playing for a new team when we open it up next year in the NFL. We'll close out our number one right here on Sports Grid after this quick break. It's Kevin Walsh from Donnie Wright Side on the Earth. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The early lines, everybody knows, not just a national sensation, but a global sensation. And... When we had the Euro tournament going on, I mean, I don't think anybody's ever seen the board clearer than the one Donnie Wright time. I mean, he had told people that mm -hmm. it was Italy's year, and it certainly was. But, Donnie, you didn't let the people know that that would come at the cost of making the World Cup. I mean, it's been a tough run at it now as Italy will miss back-to-back -back World Cups as a through-and-through -through soccer guy. What was your reaction? I thought it was amazing yesterday. I mean, watching that match play out where, you know, Ronaldo scores the winning goal from Macedonia. Now, hold on a I couldn't I was I was out of my now, seat, man. I mean, that guy's a now, great player. What? What a now, what now, what now, now, what now? Now I'm not sure Ronaldo plays for North, North Macedonia. No, guy. I mean, do you feel? Oh, I don't on. know. Do you jersey. feel like maybe you had the wrong game on? What do you mean you got? This? Is it, it up? It's like Jeep on there, the Ronaldo, Macedonia. I think that's the Juventus jersey. I think you're combining some things. Uh, I mean, now, Don, did you have a piece uh, of North Macedonia on the money line? Did you have a, a 10 to 1 sprinkle? Is that true? I got to tell you, I got to tell you, during the tournament, I had my hand over the button and I punched out on Macedonia at that, but I did cash heavily. But I, you know what's interesting about that, too? Because I saw that come up yesterday. You're right. Like, Italy should not be getting knocked out by Macedonia at this point here. But I can't quite figure, like, how big of an upset it is. Like, is it a major upset that's going to send, like, ricochets all over the place? Like, is that the level of upset that was, like, back in the day where the U.S., you know, amateur team knocks off, you know, at Lake Placid, the Russians? Like, is that how big this win was in the soccer world? 
I mean, again, they were 10-1 to 1 to win the game, but I think more importantly now, Italy has somehow missed consecutive World Cups with a European trophy in between. The state of Italian football is very, very bizarre uh, to kind of follow right now because, again, to be the champions of Europe but not be in the World Cup in consecutive runs is wild. Their last knockout game was the World Cup win that they had in 2006. Really an all-or-nothing squad, I guess. All-or-nothing, the Phoenix Suns it's all. Our number two. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.